You're listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast with Jody Livingston, episode number 21. Welcome to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast, helping you survive and thrive in youth ministry. And now your host, Jody Livingston. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Thanks for listening today and tuning in. Wherever you are and wherever this finds you, thanks for making this podcast today a part of your day. If it's your first time listening to the podcast, thanks for coming over and checking it out. And if you're coming back, well, thanks for coming back. If you enjoy the podcast, man, I'd love for you to head over to iTunes, subscribe there so you get the content each and every week as it comes out, and let write and leave a review there. It really helps the podcast out a very, very, very big ton over there, if you can do that, that would be awesome. You can catch me on the Twitter sphere at, at Jody Livingston, that's J O D Y, and of course, over on the Facebook at The Longer Hall. So, thanks so much for listening in today again. I got to start out by apologizing here. Um, if you've been listening to the podcast really for uh, a bit of time now, you'll have noticed that I missed a few weeks and, uh, Man, it's just been crazy. Summer came and started setting in, and around here where we are, uh, it comes fast and loud. And so I'm actually recording this now. We leave for camp tomorrow, and so amidst all of the packing, I am running here late to get this recorded for you. So by the time you hear it, I'll be well underway of camp this week, running crazy with a whole bunch of folks. Um, so it's exciting to be going. I'm tired already and summer hasn't even started, but, uh, we're here. And so thanks for, again, just for making the time to listen. I appreciate it very much. And certainly for everything that you do in student ministry, I know your summers are crazy too. So I'll just have to ask some forgiveness and for some grace here on that. But I want to really take today's episode and talk about summer, um, it's definitely a different season, and I think it makes youth ministry very unique in the sense that there really are kind of two really major seasons for youth ministry. You kind of have school year and you have summer, and I think regardless of the size of your ministry or where you are um, in your ministry geographically, the dynamics of each change quite a bit um, in, in what we can do and kind of how we approach things, and, and depending on your church culture and context, could definitely change. I know a lot of churches, you know, their kind of summer schedule programming almost just stops um, in the summer, and, and so you just kind of have to find what works there for you and what fits within your culture and what's most effective in that. But today, I just kind of want to give a few uh, kind of thoughts, a few tips for really making the most of your summer in youth ministry. And I will tell you this, these aren't earth shattering. These aren't rocket science or just things that I find myself coming back to and reminding myself of each summer. Uh, even here now, so many years later, I just, I just consistently do. I love summer in youth ministry. I'm grateful that it's only a few months though. I don't think I could keep up with the pace of it uh, as much, but man, I love it. It is it is such gold, and if you play it right and you leverage your summers well, it really pays dividends for you in the fall. So 
whether that's camps or mission trips or just activities, all of those things kind of help lead us towards a stronger start in the fall. And so just want to give you a few things to make the most of your summer uh, in youth ministry, if you will. And I'll say the first is this, just be really intentional, be really intentional. That sounds easier than it is. Um, if your summers are like mine, they're really busy. They're, you know, a lot of my normal kind of office duties, if you will. Um, I know I said duty. My office tasks, requirements, responsibilities, there you go, those are still there. Those don't really go away necessarily for me. So what happens in in most cases is I'm taking on a little more things. Um, and so the shape and the nature of my ministry looks much different in that. For us, we continue our student worship time through the summers. It's great. It's well attended. Um, and it's just really, it's just really good for us. And so we, we continue that, um, throughout. Now we also have, and we'll throw in our mission trips. We, we do ours in the summer. Um, our church is located kind of in a metro area. And so we pull from several surrounding school systems and counties around us. So none of our breaks line up really during the school year. It makes it impossible for us to do any type of missions, uh, stuff. That wouldn't be absolutely insane trying to plan multiple things. So for us, all that falls in the summer, uh, as well as camp, of course. Uh, now we do stack our trips. So our middle school trip, our middle school mission trip, for example, and our high school mission trip end up on the same week. And I lead one and I have a parent lead the other uh, on that. So those missions projects are the same week. And that's really more for a parent's sake. So we're trying to be mindful of the parent's time. And that's what I'm talking about, being intentional there's a lot that needs to be taken into account there in in that that end. And one is just the schedule and pace period for you and for the parent and for the student. You know, if you've if you're constantly going back to back to back to back, you're never gonna survive. And you're certainly not being mindful and thoughtful of the parents in your ministry who are also having to try to coordinate all of that in and around their schedules as well. And so be really intentional in how you plan your summers and be really intentional, not just on your front, but also for the sake of the families and, uh, and on their, their side as well. And I would say that doesn't just go time wise. That probably goes financially for them. You know, summers can get really, really expensive. And I think you want to always try to do your best to not put a parent in a position to have to say no. So, Whatever you can do to help that is always really, really good for them as well. So be intentional about your summer. Schedule those times out well. Um, think through that process. Really think through uh, all those things. So be intentional is the first thing. And we can all do that. And honestly, we fail in that more often than not probably in youth ministry. And that ends up costing us more than just jobs, right? I mean, that ends up really costing us some influence and some opportunities um, along the way. So be intentional. Second, I, I would just say, like, be smart with your time and use things to your advantage. So your your programming may look differently in the sense that it's not so regimented um, and it, it's not so program-driven. Maybe you've got 
you know, you've got students who are out of school now. So maybe you're going and playing ultimate Frisbee down at the park once a week, or maybe you're having kids over uh, to your house, you know, uh, once a week or a few nights a week or, or whatever that is. Be really smart with that. Do life together over the summer. So don't, where in, this, where in the school year, you really almost have to program those times to get the students there because you're competing with so much. In the summers, you're still competing with some sports stuff. You're still competing with band stuff. You're still competing with vacations and that kind of thing. But the flexibility of time is, is a lot greater for those students. So being smart with how you use that time, man, you can leverage that for relational gold. Um, and so as you're doing life, invite them along. Bring them along with you and just be really smart in how you're you're using your time in regards to your student ministry and you should be able to really leverage a lot without adding a whole lot more necessarily to your plate so be intentional and then just be really smart with how you use your time okay number three get out of your office um, it kind of goes along with the first two I know but Man, it's easy to sit in your office. We talk about being intentional. We're planning a lot, right? Maybe you're a planner. Maybe you're not. I don't know. But if you, you start thinking intentionally, you start planning. You start you go in plan mode. But you can't sit in your office all summer uh, and, be, and be faithful as a youth pastor. Those kids are probably not going to come to your office. I mean, some will. Some will. And some will come and never leave. Okay? But... Most of the students are probably not going to come to your office. So you've got to find time. You've got to make time to get out of the office. Now, for some, man, that's easy. You know, you need maybe you need to make time to get in the office. If you're bivocational, you're part-time or you're a volunteer, you don't even have an office. So it's awesome for you. Some of the best ministry, that youth ministry that I've ever done in my life was when I was a volunteer youth pastor. And even when I became a bivocational youth pastor, because... Everything was done outside of my office. I had to go and be where they were. You know, if I was building a fence, they were helping me. If I was fixing a car, they were helping me. That's just the way that was. If I had to run to, down to Home Depot and grab some stuff, I took a student with me. And so all of that really, really helped a ton. Now, if you're a full-time youth pastor, full-time youth worker, or even, you know, you've got consistent office hours on office, there, there's a struggle there because there, in a lot of cases, you have an expectation from folks to be in the office. And that's something you're going to have to work through and talk through with those, your pastor, whoever that supervises you on that. But you've got to be where the kids are. You can't be effective in ministry if you're not where, where the kids are. And so get out of your office. Okay, that's number three. Number four, find time to invest in your leaders. Find time to invest in your leaders. You know, their summers are crazy too, and fall is coming, and you just need to love on and pour and invest in your leaders. Those, those folks are serving faithfully uh, each and every week, and they need, they need to be poured in and invested into. As tired as you get in the summer, most of, most of the time you've got a lot of leaders that are right there with you, plugging along, and that is very much uh, something that they're also having to deal with. All of these things that you're you're walking through, that many times they're doing with you, 
And so find some time to invest in your leaders. Maybe it's having the leaders over to your house for just a cookout or for a movie night or you know, maybe you're heading up to the park and you're grilling out there, or you're renting out a pavilion, or maybe you're playing frisbee with the leaders or bowling with the leaders, or you're getting together for a Bible study. Or I, you know, I don't know what that looks like for you. You know your team and your leaders, but take take time over the summer to pour in and invest in them and make them feel appreciated so that they know that you really um, are taking notice of them and that will help you a ton um, in the long run. Okay, number five, recruit, 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 okay? You have to be recruiting new leaders. You're going to need more. Um, At some point, regardless of the size of your ministry, folks are going to step out and you're going to need more people. Your ministry is going to grow, so you'll need more people. You're going to lose a percentage. Most likely, you'll lose a percentage each year for different reasons of folks stepping out and, and serving. And so you need to be able to have leaders to step in for that. So always, you should always be recruiting, but the summer's a great time to do that because things tend to be less formal. It gives you more opportunity to meet with folks and to kind of bring them along and let them see the youth ministry kind of in a less formal and more comfortable environment. And so you should be looking ahead to an extent of what you anticipate as needs, hopefully. And, um, and you, probably have needs now that aren't met for leaders. And so as you're doing that, you can begin already to be recruiting and recruiting and recruiting. We've talked a lot about that. We've done that with the Building the All-Star Teams course. We cover really every aspect of building a team from identifying the right folks to recruiting the right folks to kind of mastering the ask. How do you ask? And so so they'll say yes. Um, and then how do you you know, how do you keep them? All those things are covered in that. We've, we've talked about that. We've written, I've written about that on the blog uh, as well. And so huge part of youth ministry is recruiting. And you're always looking for those folks that God is calling to come alongside you and be a part of your student ministry. So make sure that you're doing that for sure. And, uh, and, and really, even once the school year starts, you should continue that. But the summer just makes it just makes it a little easier, I think, at times to do that. Now, it brings its challenges as well, because in some cases, you're asking folks, you're recruiting people to come on and be a part of your team in an, in an environment that maybe looks different than what you would be asking them to do in the fall. Uh, but it's still, it's still worth the time and investment. And people tend to be a little more flexible um, as well. And, and, and it's not as intimidating. You're not going to have to necessarily pull them in and set them in a small group. You know, maybe you're just doing an activity and they can come along um, and, and be a part of that or see it in maybe a less threatening environment. So make sure you are recruiting. That's a, a biggie for me in the summer for sure. All right. Next, start planning for the fall. So whether that's promotion, whether that's kickoff stuff, you know, fall retreats, whatever, camps, disciple nails. Don't wait until the school year starts and then scramble to get that stuff together. Uh, you should go ahead and start now, looking ahead, setting some goals for the year. What are you going to do? Um, you know, what are some things that you want to see happen? How are you going to get there in and through that process? And you start making those plans now and, and lining those things up. Because look, the bottom line is if, if, 
If you've not gone through a summer in student ministry yet, you're about to experience just a whirlwind of, of craziness. I don't care how long you've been doing youth ministry or, or where you are in your youth ministry, you're going to come out of the summer really tired. Um, it's hard because you hit May into the school year. It's been a long year. You're tired, but summer changes the pace a little bit. So even though you're tired, uh, you, you can kind of get away maybe and get a little bit of rest or not, but the change of pace kind of rejuvenates you, kind of re-energizes you a bit. Coming out of summer, you can have a fantastic ministry, uh, of, you know, summer of ministry and really see God step in and do a ton in and through your students. And that's, I mean, that's what we want. We want God to step in and move in the lives and the hearts of our students. However, when summer ends and school year starts, you are beyond tired. And if you've waited until then to start making plans, you're behind. And now you're scrambling and trying to get caught up and trying to get everything in place. And so that can't happen. It won't happen. And if it does, it won't happen well. So start now planning ahead, looking ahead, thinking ahead. And this doesn't mean, let me let me help you here a little bit. This doesn't mean that you have to do it all, okay? It just means you need to start thinking and planning ahead. If there are things there along the way that you can see needing done, but you're going to be gone, that's where, again, we go back to this recruiting aspect. There are parents, there are people, there are folks around you who could step in and help you with some of those things. And you need to be identifying those people as well so that when you come off of summer, you can transition pretty seamlessly into the school year and do it very, very well and very, very strongly. That will help you so much in the, in the year once the year starts because you don't, you don't start out behind. It's like, I feel like we've, I've got four kids. We're always running late. I don't care what time we get up. I don't care what time we start to leave our house. We're always late, and and we're always running late, and it drives me crazy. It drives my wife crazier than me. I feel like you know eventually we're gonna get there, and that's okay in most cases. But there's nothing worse. Like I hate the feeling, and I don't know. Maybe you can relate to this. Like you wake up late, or you're running late, or something happens, and you're late for something really important, and so you're playing catch up. You feel it. You're you're just all day, you know, you're just playing catch up, trying to get caught back up to where you should be. Even once you get caught up and you're where you should be and you're not running behind anymore, there's still a sense that I feel that I'm needing to hurry and rush because I'm not getting everything done that I need to get done. And so, man, oh man, I hate that feeling. Well, that's how the fall can feel, I think, at times too. If we come out of the summer and we're not really prepared well for the fall because we didn't take the time to pour and invest and think into that, then that's a, that kind of sets us further behind and then we're kind of playing catch up all year and you can't lead from a place of authority and confidence if that is where you are and you need to be able to lead from authority and confidence and that so all right here's the last thing this is kind of an overarching thing so maybe in this case this isn't necessarily another thing it's just something to keep in mind within the scope of all of those that I've mentioned okay and that's just be really relational this summer. Take the time to pour into and invest in and get to know students this summer on a very um, relational level. 
You know, so many times you're you're ministering to teens from the front of the room or from the stage or, you know, in a small group setting, and that's great, and that's, I mean, that's needed. Teaching, you know, we're teaching that that's needed, but, you know, at camp, find time to pull away, just sit down and talk to a kid at a picnic table, and, you know, how's life? Hey, man, what's your story? You know, how what's God teaching you? How How are you doing? How can I pray for you? Like, Ask more questions than you speak um, in that moment. And relationally, just build and build and build and build. And uh, in, in everything, man, whether that's Frisbee, whether that's whatever it is, just be really relational in, in what you do. The summer affords us as youth pastors and youth ministers time to really be relational that often doesn't happen during the school year because the pace that our students are running. And, you know, we talked about uh, this back with Aaron Hellman, when Aaron Hellman was on, what do you do with busy teens, right? And and when he came on the podcast, he was just, we, we really talked about this idea of just the busyness of the teens that we serve and how do we minister to them and, and how are we effective in that. And, you know, summer slows a bit for for that. And in, in some cases, there's not as many directions pulling at these students. And so it affords you the responsibility to step in and really be relational and invest in the students. And so I would I would really challenge you and encourage you to set aside a few minutes today or tomorrow or soon and just make a list of some really simple, easy ways that you can invest relationally in in a student's life and in a family's life and maybe even in parents' lives, in your youth leaders, your team's lives, uh, and just be very uh, intentional to, to build that. Because the thing about everything else is in youth ministry, whether it's games, activities, trips, there's memories made there that will be talked about forever. You know, this week I'm going to throw some kids out of a raft going down a river, and it's going to be awesome for me, and they're going to talk about it forever. However, the things that they remember, the things that carry the weight forward, the things that allow me to minister more effectively in three, three months from now will not be that really funny time that I threw everybody out of the raft, okay, going down the river. The, it will be the conversation that we had at the picnic table. You know, it'll be the conversation we had at breakfast, the, you know, the, the conversations that we had here at the house in the backyard sitting around the campfire. Like those types of things, those relational moments are what carry us forward in ministry and allow us to be able to be more effective as we minister and pour into and invest in our students over the long haul and and, and invest in our parents, invest in our families, and invest in our leaders. And so you can be intentional from the outset. You can totally be intentional in, in, in what you do and you can be smart with how you spend your time and you can get out of your office and you can do, you can do all these things I'm talking about. And if you fail to build on the relationships in your ministry, you have failed your ministry because at the end of the day, youth ministry, the gospel, the gospel is all about relationships. We are begging God to step in, rescue and redeem and give relief to students through a relationship with him. And we manifest that to them as we come along 
and partner and pour in and invest in these guys. So be relational. I'm sure you've got things you'd add to that. There's tons of things. I mean, I love summer in youth ministry. I really do love it. But those are the things that I find myself coming back to and reminding myself of each year. And they're the things that I find being most effective for, for me in, in just ministry and ongoing ministry. Um, I, I, you know, I think we got to be careful that we don't get behind in some things and then start playing catch up. That's when we start running the risk of burnout. And so all of these things hopefully will help at least remind you or get you going in that direction, thinking in that direction. And so I hope you'll make the most of your summer this summer. I hope you'll really leverage it well for you and and really take the time to to um, just to be wise with it and use it for your advantage and for your good to catapult you forward in what's coming here in the next few months once summer ends and the school year kicks back in again. And that can totally happen for you. So again, thanks for listening today and tuning in. The The links here, I'll put some links in the show notes for you for uh, for some of the, the Building the All-Store team stuff. That course should be opening up uh, soon here again. If you didn't get a chance to jump on that before, I mean, I would highly encourage you to take advantage of it. Really, one of the most helpful things I do in my ministry that has helped me over the years is build a team. And and I think, you you know, we've got to get past this feeling like we have to do it all. At the same time, there are some things that we have to do, right? And so building the team allows you to do both. It frees you up to not do everything that, uh, that you know, that kind of falls within the realm of youth ministry, which you can't really do effectively anyway. And it allows you to really do the things that only you've been called to do. And so I'll put links for that. I'll put a link also for the, the episode with Aaron Hellman on uh, on busy teens and how he ministered to them. All that will be in the show notes for you over at thelongerhall.com slash episode 021. Thelongerhall.com slash episode 021. You can head over there and grab the show notes and the links and the resources there for you as well. And, uh, man, I hope you're doing well. I hope the, the year finished well for you. And as you're transitioning into summer or in some cases have already transitioned into summer for some of you guys, that it's going smooth so far. And then you've got big things coming up ahead for you. I want to leave you with one resource for you to, uh, to check out and to, um, to look at. And this is actually a free resource. It's one I talk about a lot, but I find myself using probably more than anything else. And it's, it's Evernote. It's an app. It's web app, web-based. You can use it on Mac, PC, Windows, whatever. It's there. Uh, it's on your phone. It syncs from your devices. Man, my Evernote keeps my life together. Uh, so I'm putting everything in there for you. If you've not tried Evernote, used Evernote before, man, I would highly encourage you to do that. You can build notebooks out, take all your notes there sermon notes, illustrations, youth ideas, whatever it is in your life, grocery lists. Man, I put everything in there. Uh, and, and so I want to give you a tip because I know for me, I started with Evernote and then I tried it for a little while and it just didn't seem to work for me. And then I was, I was speaking with a friend who loves Evernote as well. And he really encouraged me. He said, it's an all or nothing deal, man. You got to put it all in or you put nothing in. And so I went back and I really was intentional to do that. And uh, it, it's been a game changer for me. I don't know what I would do without it. If you're unfamiliar with Evernote and you've never used it, um, I would highly recommend a book to you um, called Evernote Essentials. 
and I'll put a link for that in the show notes as well. Uh, it just kind of walks through. It's worth every penny that you would pay for that book. Evernote, like I said, the free plan is more than enough for most folks. And Evernote Essentials is, uh, is just a, is a great guide to getting start with that, started with Evernote. If you struggle with organization or you just need to get your thoughts together sometimes in just at one place, one central place to keep everything, man, I'd highly check out Evernote if you've not done it. A lot of you guys I know use it. You, you've talked to me about that before. You, you know, you kind of shared that. And that's fantastic. But I don't want to take for granted that everybody is aware of it. So head over, check out Evernote if you haven't already. Again, I'll put links to that in the show notes uh, for you, as well as Evernote Essentials. And man, that'll about do it. That'll wrap it up for this episode. Again, if you're enjoying the podcast, head over to iTunes, leave uh, a review there, write and leave a review, subscribe to the podcast so you get it each week as it comes out. And uh, man, Keep giving it to them, all right? It's worth it. I promise you're making a difference. You are making a huge influence and impact on the lives of these students. Stay the course. It's a worthy cause. It's not an easy calling we have. If we knew what we were getting into, we would never have done this thing. But here we are. So stay the course. And that'll about do it. So until next time, give them Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast at www.thelongerhall.com.